Welcome to The Last Rung, a light-hearted podcast for the self-employed, getting to the heart of the many influences that can help you to thrive in your solo life and make the switch from an employed to a self-employed mindset. Unedited and uncensored, the inspirational chats with those who have taken the leap will provide realistic actions for you to take away, the chance to learn from others' experiences and help you see that you are not alone, even when working from the spare bedroom in your PJs and fluffy slippers and you haven't left the house for days. I'm Helen Hill, author of Falling Off the Ladder, owner of learning design business Unlikely Genius, business coach and co-founder of environmental initiative Be The Future. I'm now on a mission to help the self-employed really embrace the freedom that allows them to be fully themselves, to thrive and to leap off the last rung of the career ladder for the final time. Come and say hello at fallingofftheladder.com or over on Instagram where you can find me as Falling Off The Ladder. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you like this episode. But first, let's introduce you to this week's guest. Welcome to The Last Rung. In this episode, we have Jenny Stallard, writer, coach and founder of the Freelance Feels community. She also works with freelancers, the self-employed and small business owners and runs workshops, group coaching and hosts a podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about the January feels, including the motivations, the blues, the panic, the meh, the new starts, starts that haven't changed, starts that are just the same as they were last year. And we're going to go with the flow. So welcome, Jenny. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Hi, Helen. I'm so chuffed to be chatting to you since you've, you've come on my podcast and now I'm coming on yeah. your new podcast. I'm so excited for you with this project. So thank oh, you for yeah. having me. Oh, no, it's great. And honestly, I've absolutely been loving this. If You know, if I could actually just get paid to do this full time, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't need any of that client work. No, just get paid to talk. Yeah, well, why not? So do you want to start us off by telling us a little bit more about what you do? Yes, so... I'm a bit of a, um, an, an unusual hybrid in that I'm, I call myself like half coach, half writer or freelance, which is a little <laughs> bit of a tagline that I came up with yeah. recently that I'm, I'm seeing how it feels to use that. Um, but essentially, I was a journalist for just over 20 years. I worked on loads of women's magazines, things like Chat and Pick Me Up and That's Life, those kind of real life story ones, woman. Um, and then I would sometimes go freelance, then I would end up working somewhere and end up in another job. So I jump in and out. So I've actually gone freelance three times. And the third time was April 2017. And I'd been at Metro newspaper for two and a half years. And I took redundancy and I decided that I needed to start thinking about more digital work because you could sort of see all these websites building, you know, loads of magazines were building up their websites. And I thought, well, I'm going to get left behind here. So I went freelance again. But because it wasn't really my choice, it was more a bit of a knee jerk to the redundancy. I was not as happy. And I became quite down about it. And I knew deep down that I really wanted freelancing to work. But I also knew I wasn't happy being a freelancer. So I started writing about it, which is often my default setting. Um, So that's where Freelance Feels came from, was I started a blog and then I sort of decided to make it an Instagram and people started showing interest. So it grew and grew. And the coaching came in because I used to talk, well, I still do, talk to loads of coaches for articles. So when I pitch a story, I pitch an expert or two um and the more I spoke to coaches and I had some coaching from some friends who were training the more I started to think I like the sound of this coaching stuff so it started to mix itself together so then I trained and now yeah I coach freelancers I do workshops but I also still write for whoever will have my pitches really yeah and is that quite common it feels like it would be in journalism that you kind of jump in and out because I think the very nature is people do tend to move around a lot don't they yeah and a lot of people also sometimes offer things like PR services as well um, or perhaps they do different types so they might do journalism like news stories or features for national newspapers but they also do more like sponsored content you know those features everyone who's listening have ever read a feature where it looks like it's an article and then you realize it's a massive advert yes <laughs> lots of journalists also write those because they need us to have the journalism skills but they're quite uh, good for revenue. So some of us do a mixture of that and copywriting because, yeah, it's quite uncertain as a, as a kind of a, a career these days. You can't rely on just pitching stories. So you have to have a few strings to your bow when you're a journalist, really. Yeah, it seems like some, one that's a very challenging profession to be yeah. in, actually. And it's yeah. very, I always get the impression it's very dog-eat-dog and, and quite, yeah. there's a lot of competition, isn't there? 
there's definitely a lot of competition. It's often nice competition, but say someone, so I co-admin a Facebook group for women in the media. It's called Number One Freelance Media Women, um, which is a bit of a mouthful. I won't go into why it's called that. It, it was something even longer before because it was yeah. created when Facebook started and no one thought it would ever last. What, what did we know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots. So say, say an editor poster says, I'm looking for people to write some articles on a couple of well-being topics. Oh, the thread will go on and on, loads of us. And I'll always say, yes, I'm available. Or yes, I write on this subject if it's relevant. But usually at least, you know, sort of double figures of comments of people saying, I've emailed, I've emailed. So that kind of competition, that sort of rush, that panic to, oh my God, there might be some work, quick, go, 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 go. That's quite prevalent, I'd say. But there's definitely a culture of helping as well. People do like to pass on each other's names. And if someone can't do the work, they might suggest someone else. It's, it's kinder than, I suppose, it's not like on the telly, basically. <laughs> yeah true I mean I yeah I am forming my <laughs> total experience of watching you know yeah. things. I get very angry when journalists are portrayed on there was one on Coronation Street recently and she was asking all these probing questions and she only had a notepad not a dictaphone I was like this isn't what happens oh god <laughs> good old Cory yeah yeah <laughs> getting their facts right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. that's really but one thing you talk about with freelance fields is how freelancers are like cactuses mm. do you want to tell us about that because I love this yeah so it came to me quite early on and I was playing around on Canva to do something logo-ish obviously anyone who designs logos know I wasn't trying to design my own logo because I don't really know how to do that at all but I just wanted a bit of a placeholding thing and I found this cactus and I started looking at it I thought it really came became clear that a freelancer feels to me like a cactus because everyone expects cacti to thrive. They think that they don't need anything. They live in the desert. You know, they don't need much. You know, house plants you tend to and you give feed to. So everyone assumes cacti can cope. And I thought, that's what people think about freelancers. They think we're all having the easiest time. We've all got this flexibility. And, you know, we're just in coffee shops charging clients a million pounds an hour. Um, so I came up with a line that a freelancer is like a cactus because we can survive tough conditions, but we still need love and water. So, yeah, yeah, we are hardy. Sometimes we have our spikes out. Um, you know, sometimes we've got a flower. Things are going well or not. But, yeah, we, it's not doesn't mean we, we don't need community and we don't need support and we don't have difficult times. Yeah. And, and the community in freelancing, I mean, I, people are probably sick of me banging on about this day, but they are amazing. They yeah. they do step up. They help each other. They, you know, we were just talking before we came on this call about, you know, helping each promote each other's work and things like that yeah. and yeah people will step up even if you're in the same field you know because mm. you the thing is you all give something different don't you and we yes. could present exactly the same offer and some people will be drawn to you over me or me over you just because mm. of their personality or whatever and that's fine and there is work out there for everyone but I think it's, it's really nice to show your customers as well that you do engage in the community and that you have that humanity for the freelancers and that you're not going no you're copying me or all mm. oh, that kind of thing that's just I just don't feel like yeah. well I don't know that it just doesn't exist it doesn't exist or whether it's just that I have managed to form a nice community around me I don't it's know an interesting you... thought because yeah I, I posted in a couple of groups about a course I was starting um and I guess it was under the rules, no, no promoting any other groups, but I find if there's a, if there's a group and you can't ever, there's no, even not a promo thread, yeah. then it's very inward looking. The person yeah. running the group is the only one. So it's like they're saying their courses or their offers are the only ones you could possibly get in with. Whereas I have found that when the more I share, the more I get back from it, both for myself as a person, I feel good for doing it, but also actually, yeah, it's like, I get more shares back and, and it actually helps you build things. So being closed off is, is really, I think it's quite narrow-minded. And I think groups that do it are missing a trick really because they could then connect with the people that want to post on their group and say, great, yeah, you can have one post a month. Can yeah. I have a post a month on your group? Great. Yeah. Let's all access each other's, you know, within boundaries. We're not here to spam, but um, so yeah, we have a dedicated thread on the media women. And I know Freelance Heroes has the midweek selfie. Yeah because otherwise the groups would be full of people just going hey guys did I mention I'm a coach and everyone's like yeah oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
sometimes I say to people, hi, I'm another coach, in vertical yeah. with your fingers, you know, it's like, oh God, I feel so but Yeah, I do feel like I'm entering a world of that <laughs> training as yes. a coach at the moment. But And there's quite a lot of that, you know, how to be the most wonderful, amazing, bossing it woman ever. And I'm like, I don't feel no. like one of those. Oh God, I feel really like not one of the cool girls at school. <laughs> yeah. So that's tricky no. sometimes in the community is it's finding your people, isn't it? And I would say to people, if they feel like they're not in the right group for them, just mute it and see what else is out there. Don't stay in a group. Like you wouldn't sit with a certain group of people for lunch for the rest of your life at work. You know, go and see who else <laughs> might be out there, you know. If you're yeah, not enjoying it, becomes, it, it's not your group. Yeah. If you're in too many and you're not engaging, it gets overwhelming anyway. Like my mm. Facebook feed is full of things from different groups and I've started to either leave them or mute them, like you say, because Same. either I don't want to leave entirely, but I don't need to see it on my feed. And I'm actually mm. not seeing anything now in my feed from like friends or family or anything because yes. it's just full of these groups. And yeah. I, I did have that realisation over Christmas. I was like, I haven't got a clue what anyone's doing anymore. Mm. Facebook's a great nausea at other people's lives and I can't see it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think you have got to find the gems and not spread yourself too thin because mm. I think if you're in these communities, you need to be engaging, don't you as well? You need to be interacting with yes. these people and not yeah. just dropping in when you've got something to sell, which I admittedly, I feel like I got to that point with a, a couple of groups. So I'm having mm. to streamline massively. Um, no, I agree. But yeah, mm. I mean, it's all icky doing the sales anyway, isn't oh, it? But it is. if you... The funnel, sorry, said the F word. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> I think we need to create a new name for this. Yeah. Or yeah. just be honest and say to people, right, you're in the funnel now. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need, maybe that's the key there is to be yeah. more like more open about it. it. I did finish, I was chatting to someone about one-on-one coaching and it got to near the end of the discovery call, as we call it in coaching land. Mm. Um and I thought, I'm just going to be really honest. And I said, I'm not one of those people that likes to try and do the apprentice. Are we sealing the deal at the end of the call? Yeah. So I said to her, look, I'll email you, come back to me. And it's a huge risk because there are a lot of yeah. people that are like, no, close that call, close mm. that funnel, get them in. But I just think I can't get over the icky feeling. So I, yeah, I, I, I kind of named the elephant in the room and said, I'm not going to do that to you yeah. unless, you know, and she sort of went, no, that's fine. Yeah, I'll get back to you. And she's actually come back to me today. I said, yes. So great it worked for me but it is a risk I know but for me it felt more right to not say you know shake on it apprentice yeah. style <laughs> well this is it there is a risk both ways because admittedly I've just had one of those calls and she has closed mm. it with me because you know oh. the stuff that came before was great but oh. I'm also one of those that push me and I will walk away Yes, if you spam me or like you know when you go in a shop and they come up to you can I help you da, 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 and you just like mm. leave me alone yes let me have a look Mm. and you know car salesmen are the worst for that <laughs> I had that experience the other day because I'm looking for new cars and he was like do you want to do a whole finance package it's like I literally just wanted to look inside a car I'm going now. <laughs> yeah I just want to have a little perv on the car I just want to see <laughs> if it's right exactly. yeah whereas when I went in a car sales place once just after I'd been for a walk with a friend in the rain so I had like my Mac on and I had my walking trousers and stuff and I'd rocked up and it was only in a Fiesta garage and he just said to me I was looking at a Fiesta and he was like I don't think you can afford this one I think we'll have to look at other options for you and it was just like whoa, whoa. hang about did you come back later in like a ball gown like pretty woman going <laughs> big mistake huge I'm going to Mercedes <laughs> now yeah <laughs> I mean, it went wrong because my dad was helping me buy it. But that, what a judgment to make of someone yeah. I, on a day where it was throwing it down. And on the way home, I just thought, I'll go and have a look at these ones. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm sure so I that's didn't... like freelance, not 101. Guys, never yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, never assume never. someone isn't right for your product or might not be the next best connection. Like, give people a chance. Like, yeah, honestly, so I just wowzers. come with my like, bank statement like, plastered on my head for yeah. <laughs> to show I can buy this car. Oh, yeah so he did not get my business <laughs> no he'll be sorry yeah. <laughs> no I agree with um, you that idea of being pestered because as freelancers we have so many emotions and so many things on our to-do list so much noise that someone constantly pushing you and saying do you want to buy this do you want to buy this do you want to buy this and sometimes it's a case of you say well actually I can't afford it at the moment and they're like but it's good value you're like yeah I'm sure it's good value but I literally don't have that piece of cash right now because I'm also dealing with the feelings of chasing five invoices or I've sent out five pitches that I haven't heard back on so I'm panicking about whether I'm going to get any commissions this month 
so it's about thinking about people's feelings when you're selling to them as well and what might what else might be going on in their world that means they don't want to sign up right there and then aside yeah, but from money and time like a, a conversation i've had a few times recently is about not putting your money fears on other people though isn't it and making Ooh. that judgment and expectation for mm. your customers like i mm. always have been a beggar with knocking my own prices down but I shouldn't be presuming that, oh, well, they won't have much budget at the moment because of everything that's going on in the world and da da da. You should just be going in. Your price is your price. Go yeah. in. And if they say no, then you can look at dropping it. But don't drop it in the first place. Does <laughs> yeah. that mean says to people that you don't think it's worth what you just said it was worth? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like, a bit of a false economy, isn't it? But it's hard to stick because there's all the feelings of setting a price. Pricing comes up loads in yes, it groups does. I'm in. People are like, I don't know how to price myself. Because there's yeah. the emotions of pricing yourself and the facts of pricing yourself. Yeah. Um, and none of yeah. us ever think we've got enough experience or enough whatever, do we? And yeah. there's just that... Um, it, it, it is. It's a real blocker. And I think we all want a magic formula, don't we? You, you <laughs> see it so much when people post about pricing of, how do I work this out? And it's like, it's not a sum. There is no, like, right, you've got this much experience mm. and whatever, times by this it doesn't come out with a number for you you've got to go with what feels right but yeah, yeah it's so hard it is. <laughs> it is, uh, and it's that time of year I think where people are thinking about that kind of stuff aren't they along with like the resolutions the goals a lot of people are right my goal is this year to up my prices which I'm one of them mm -hmm. and you know and to set the boundaries and all that kind of thing and there's a lot of noise out there at this time of year isn't there and definitely it's I can see it myself. I'm trying not to contribute to it, but at the same time, it is that time of year you want to put content out about mm. your plans, your goals, your whatever as well, don't yeah. you? And do you find that this is quite a big conversation with, with the people you work with in that at the moment then, about this kind of overwhelm at this time of year of everybody's got these goals and they're starting podcasts and they're doing this and that. Yeah. And Definitely. it is... This I'm trying to think of an example that came up recently and it's gone out of my head, but it's kind of an idea that, oh, that was it. Something came up on Instagram. There was a real difference between people were either posting things like, let's go for it. 2022 is going to be your year. Say it after me. I believe in 2022, all that kind of real manifesting, you know, full on. Yeah, leader. Yeah. And then other people were like, you don't have to say that 2022 is going to be your year. It's yeah. okay to not know what you're doing. But almost the conflict of those two narratives was really confusing. So I was like, I just don't know where I sit. And I imagine a lot of people are in the middle. Yeah. Real fan of a Venn diagram. And yeah. the idea that there's absolutely trying to nail 2022 and not knowing what on earth you're going to do next, you know, tomorrow or this afternoon. And the crossover is we could make some plans. You don't have to make all the plans or no plans. That for me is where I ended up finding myself was like one of the things I said at the beginning of the year was this is the year I'm going to get a book deal for a non-fiction book. And that, that's such a big amount of pressure to put on yourself. Yes. But how high have I set the goalpost there? What the hell? And what does that even mean, a deal? So I'd say if people have done that themselves and they're now thinking, oh God, I basically said today I'm going to climb Everest. It's like, well, maybe just, you know, find a local hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or, you know, oh, yeah. go for a stroll and see how that feels. You don't have to climb Everest the first thing you do. Break it down. And that's really helped me to sort of not panic so much about, because I do like having a big long-term goal. But, yeah, when you set it in January, when it's cold and, you know, people have got so many things on their mind, we're still in a pandemic. Um, yeah, it's almost like saying I've got to achieve the biggest thing ever. And setting self-deadlines is quite damaging sometimes because... We put the pressure on ourselves and then if it doesn't happen we see like we, we feel like we failed well the only person that set the deadline was ourselves yeah. so we like set ourselves up for failure yeah you've got to find that middle point haven't you because yeah. i think sometimes like if i don't set a deadline it'll just keep getting put to the bottom yes. of the list I agree yeah but then not making something so concrete that you feel the pressure like with bringing the book out for some reason i decided right on my third business anniversary third of september is coming out mm -hmm. And then obviously last year happened with, you know, my dad, my grandma losing mm. them both. And I mean, there was only two weeks of writing I missed in all of that. Wow. But then I put it back to October just to make sure I had that little bit of, of headspace and room. Mm. And it ended up such a pressure driven thing. I Luckily, I loved it and I managed mm. to get I actually ended up with two months off to finish the book when a project was put back. But 
if I hadn't had that, that would have been so unachievable with the timeline I'd set myself in January. It would have been impossible. Um, I couldn't have carried on working full time for those summer months and then just doing the book in the evening. Uh, And it certainly wouldn't have been what it became. Mm. Um, But it was weird because I set my heart on this deadline and it, yeah, I had to go for it, but it was was pressured, particularly at the end, Mm. because you don't realise first time you go through it either all the bits you have to do to get this book actually across the line like yeah, the metadata and the endeavor You've... yeah I totally doff my cap to you I think it's an amazing and it's a good book everybody buy falling off the ladder it's so good it's really <laughs> lovely and it's my favorite color teal so I completely approve of the color um, yeah. I'm sad I didn't get wasn't there a color version as well yeah I've got the plain old black yeah. and white one but no oh, I've still well, got it I've yeah true but yeah it's hard isn't it and you sort of mentioned at the beginning that idea of the pressures and the meth the kind of feeling like really at the same time as we want to because you might want to set goals but also you're then feeling perhaps lethargic or unmotivated so there's a real again a conflict of well I want to do some stuff I want to start some workshops or perhaps someone does want to start a podcast but they're also feeling like they're dragging themselves towards it because they're tired (laughs) or you know there's other things going on or just post Christmas still um yeah, yeah. So there's definitely I think January is like the roller coaster month perhaps it's the most ups and downs Tax yeah well. and the thing I would say with that as well <laughs> is don't feel like you should do these things just because oh. others are and yeah. you see a lot of that of people saying oh well you know you've written a book and you started a podcast but maybe I should do this and I'm like only do it if you want to do it I've yeah. always wanted to write a book admittedly thought it would be a children's book mm. did not expect it was going to be a non-fiction still might because, be a children's book in the future well there's two in the works um <laughs> I've not written them though I'm illustrating them so it's for our be the future oh, project um, that's brilliant yeah so we're, we're, they are in progress well the first one is and the second one's half sort of form but um oh there's all sorts coming for that that's re- that's totally new stuff but just stuff I love and that I love to do and like the illustration and anything revolving around kids because yeah. I'm a big child um <laughs> if I don't have kids I love all this stuff but yeah only do it if you want to do it and I think that's something you've got to explore and you've got to think about the time commitment you know that year of writing the book I was writing nearly every night at one point and you know like I say if it hadn't been for the fact that I took two months off work you might have to prepare for something like that to get it done um and I had paid for mentors and people are like oh you must be making quite a bit of money off the book I'm like no what I invested actually in writing that book Mm. I'll probably never get back yeah but it's that thing of return isn't it where by book two or three maybe I'll start (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's about bringing people into your world for other things definitely like gives you, things. yeah like you know you, you'll probably find yourself being asked potentially to do speaking th- speaking gigs or podcast guesting yeah. because you've written the book so that then gives you the their platform to say about what you offer and yeah it, it builds yeah. up you know your brand essentially doesn't it so yeah same with, I totally agree with you I think if people are thinking podcasts are a classic example I'm sure people think I'm yeah. gonna start a podcast this year it's like, okay we don't have to start it tomorrow you know have a think about it listen to some other podcasts like I often launch into things very quickly yeah I do have a word of the year I don't know if other people have one that was another narrative that went on in early January was yeah. do you have a word of the year how are you gonna you know starting to put on this voice because that's what it makes me think of yeah. um you know mine is patience because oh. I do things I launch into things too quickly so I am one of those people that thinks right I'm gonna start another podcast I'm gonna call it this and I'll go on and I'll load it up and I'll blah, 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 and so hold on a minute yeah just think about it a bit more like sit with it and it might be actually I started a second I do a newsletter for freelance fields and um, I decided to start a second one specifically about coaching and it just never really took off either with followers or for me yeah and I do think hmm, if I just spent a bit more time thinking about that I think it would have done better but yeah. I launched it so quickly. So, yeah, it's almost like it doesn't hurt to, to press pause on launching something. Oh, definitely. I yeah. mean, I've got two newsletters because I've got my Unlikely Genius one. Yeah. And then I've got my Falling Off the Ladder one. Mm. And I've not been doing my Unlikely Genius one because I was struggling to write it. And it's mm. not because I don't love learning design and stuff, but I started to bring in other elements because I preferred writing about that. So I started talking about mindset and freelancing and all that. And that wasn't the purpose of it, really. And that wasn't. You know, unlikely genius is about learning and content design, so it mm. should have been on that. So 
that's on pause a little bit at the moment, even though most of my subscribers are on that list and not my falling off the ladder one. So, but yeah, like you said, I think one of my things at the moment is I need to sit back and think about either how to merge them because mm. also writing too is not easy. Yeah, and it's a lot of work. Yeah, and there is overlap. So I need to just really kind of figure this out over the next few weeks. And mm. yeah, it, you do need to sit with it because it's well, it's not just about doing the podcast or whatever is it it's all the promotion that goes with it and all that other stuff that that's what yeah. takes my time the yeah. writing the tweets and the instagram posts and the whatever yeah definitely totally and balancing agree. that with your value posts there we go i'm, I'm doing the air yeah. quotes because everyone goes on about the, yeah but give that value yeah it's gonna have value gotta have a take yeah. home but it is and i guess you value. can always pause things as well like i've been doing my yeah. podcast since i think it was november 2019 i started it and I've loved doing it so much, but I think I've burnt out a little bit with it. So I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I was suddenly going to launch into another season. And I thought, hold on, actually. And so I just put out and said, it's on hiatus. I'm going to do the odd special episode. So I've done a shout out um, on a Facebook group today for people that work in the business of love. Because I thought, oh, I'd like to do oh. a Valentine's special. Yeah. Maybe get a few people together. Maybe like, you know, someone who does cards, someone who's a dating expert or something. We'll see. But oh. um the odd special one and I approach very high profile people with lots of hope in my heart um like I've approached <laughs> Sarah Davies from Dragon's Den and Ben Fogel I'd love to get on Joe Wicks oh. is another dream guest Fern mm. Cotton so I do email right. people like that and say yeah are you interested do you have time but I just thought actually I'm just gonna pause it and and use all the stuff I've done to to promote you know there's lots of episodes people can already listen to um so yeah I, I could probably what I'm trying to say to your listeners is it's okay if you want to stop doing something for a bit. You don't have to then close it down. Right, that's it. Yeah. It's over. Just say it's on hiatus for a bit. Yeah, okay. you can say yeah. Oh, my newsletter's on hiatus, and I'll come back to it when I'm feeling. Yeah, well, that's it. I just sent that one out before fine. Christmas, saying I know I've not emailed for a while. Mm. Here's a little bit of something that's been going on. I'm just in the middle of planning what I actually do with all of this, you know, because there was a lot going on. So, and I mean, nobody responded and said anything. So whether it was good or bad, I don't know. But nobody unsubscribed. Can't be words out either. So you know they'll probably just be waiting to see what's coming yes. and that's fine and yeah there's there's no harm in that at all and I mm. think one thing you've raised there though as well about contacting these you know big names is <laughs> yeah. putting yourself out there yeah just try what it makes me laugh because I wrote about this recently actually because when I go shopping with my sister she'll pick something up and I'm like no I don't know it might look weird and she's like you don't if you don't try it you never know mm. and she literally said that to me for two hours in a hunt to find a dress for a do <laughs> and she was right I tried something on I thought would be horrendous and it was amazing and I've taken that into like the business now and it, mm. this was you know with the book launch I was really worried about approaching certain people thinking, why would they want to be on my book launch? Why would they? And I asked them and it was a resounding yes from everyone. And it has been with the podcast and it has been with like the people who featured in the book because at the end of the day, it's publicity for them. And that's the thing, it's true that you're doing them a favour as well. They're like, yeah, great. I'll be on your podcast. Fantastic. Because, you know, people love, what I'm finding is people love talking about themselves and their business. You always find you get people approaching you and you have to do some very polite sorry that's not quite the right fit for me and I think yeah. I had a couple where I did one and when I listened back to it I thought this just doesn't fit the freelance field so I was really honest I emailed their agent and it was a, someone who um it was a small business owner but they had someone doing their PR for them and I just said look I'm sorry I've listened back to it and it just it doesn't work for the for the for the brand right. and, and they were fine they just said okay you know I'm sure they're a bit annoyed but yeah. yeah, I mean, approaching, it sounds like I'm all gung-ho and I'm like, hey, celebrities. I went up, <laughs> I saw Joe Wicks at the big festival and people were going up and saying hello to him. So I did and I gave him, I have Freelance Feels business cards. I'm a bit old school, really. I do still like a yeah. business card. Yeah. Um, and I told him about Freelance Feels and I gave him a card and I said, if you ever thought you had time, I'd love if you'd consider being a guest. Yeah. Um, and so that was my biggest ever approach a celebrity moment. And I've sent him a couple of Instagram messages since. Um and not had anything back but I just you know these people are so busy but well, um, you need to get him to do a hit episode where not doing the workout but like he's all about the 15 20 minute things like oh you know goodness, get him on a for a, a hit pod so get him on for a quick burst quick yes. fire questions 
there you go i like that because i could go to him with that idea. yes yeah. oh, thank you so this is why it's yeah. good to chat to people about things. exactly this is oh yeah. this honestly like when me and sally my co-founder of be the future when we get on the phone together we've we've been pondering something for weeks and the second we get talking we're like oh we could do this and this and brilliant. it's brilliant talking to other people about yeah. your ideas and it's funny how one little thing someone says can just suddenly spark thoughts yeah, and definitely that's why like you were saying with communities yeah you know, join in and don't just post about your own thing so if someone asks a question just say what you're you know give your advice be the mm. person that joins in just for the sake of saying you know but just just to share yeah because you'll then become someone that people say oh they said a nice thing mm. or recommend someone else on on a facebook thread and and that gets you into the conversation as well so you're not doing it maliciously you're not being underhand but yeah just just suggest stuff just just to be part of it yeah and answer questions the office environment that's what you do in offices people say oh you need to go and speak to so-and-so over there but we forget to do that because we're online and it feels really competitive and sell 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 like you were saying at the beginning yeah Yeah. (laughs) icky Icky, we don't like that yeah (laughs) yeah no that that's really true and i think i need to do more of that admittedly you know even just have a brew with someone and just Mm. you know I'm stuck on this. Let's chat it out. Right. Now you yeah. what are you stuck on or something? Just have that kind of 10 minutes each to mm. blurt something out and say, give me some ideas. Yeah. I find that can really help if you go to somebody who isn't in your industry. So my partner's in a really mm. different industry to me. He works in wayfinding, which is this is a very basic way of describing it. You probably frown at me, but <laughs> whenever someone builds or redesigns a large space, a sports stadium, a station things like that wayfinding is the design of where and how all the signs are positioned and it's all based on very intricate things such as um flow of people and footfall and people's needs so all of that but so it's so different to media um in the world he works in that often I'll run things past him because his point of view is so out of my work comfort zone that he'll see something I can't see so I would say to people if you if you feel like you're only getting like kind noise back and you're not getting like a bit of a challenge talk to someone not in your industry because they might go whoa now I would double that price or I wouldn't be doing that why are you working in the evening for them well I never work in the evening for anyone unless they double the fee and you're like whoa okay people operate this way so yeah talk talk to people that aren't in your industry and see what they've got to say about it you but, might find you get an interesting feedback it does make me laugh because me and my fellow are polar opposites with oh, everything yeah. and he'll just be like have you seriously just took the body on the call i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you seriously just worn that hat like with my massive bunny ears and to everybody yeah 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 it just can't get his head around that because he works for a local council very you know old-fashioned organization and you know he's only just got a smartphone for god's sake (laughs) brilliant (laughs) so like if i run things past him his first answer is always uh have you got a business plan is this in your business plan i'm like Mm, no no oh i don't have a business plan am i supposed to i'm worrying now (laughs) (laughs) just i've just started going yeah yeah it is yeah 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 it is yeah yeah my head is my business plan it's um yeah I still don't really feel like a business owner no that's quite a sort of a an emotional mental block that I'm sure a lot of people are feeling in January as well you know people are like well I'm self-employed and I want to put myself out there but you don't feel like really you're genuinely a business owner like you're thinking well what do I offer do I really offer anything that anyone wants and then you start to go down that self-depreciation road where you basically end up going well I'm just rubbish I'm gonna go make a cup of tea yeah imposter syndrome (laughs) yeah in my head yeah yeah that's funny actually because the one I really kind of have a reaction to is entrepreneur and when people call me that I kind of go whoa or it used to be the word expert which I'm Mm. fine with that now I've I've just got to grips with I don't think I am one but I you know yeah thought leader I started saying thought leader oh I hate that I hate that one because an old business used to use that and yeah Uh, anyway less said about that because yeah yeah but yeah the entrepreneur thing and it was only Mm. when I was talking about the fact that I've got like the business that I'm co-founder of be the future Graham was like you are an entrepreneur and I was like oh sod do I have to start using this but I and you're all this like solopreneur mumpreneur you're never going to catch me using any of that crap but I was just like but I think it's become such a cliched word and people using Mm. entrepreneur when actually they're not they're just a business owner yes for me an entrepreneur is more than that yeah yeah definitely entrepreneur makes me think of 
So it's a Thursday we're talking. It's my favourite night of telly when it comes to business. It's Dragon's Den and The Apprentice. Oh. I love them both unashamedly. Um, and yeah, Dragon's Den is what you think of when you think of entrepreneurs, perhaps, because it's yeah. people that have invented something or they've created something and they've got a plan to scale it up and produce. And they're like inventor style. It's often an entrepreneur yeah. goes with inventing something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I I don't, yeah, I don't sort of often call myself an entrepreneur. I often use the hashtag entrepreneur, though, because I like to think people yeah. who call themselves it might be interested in freelance fields. Yes, exactly. Me too. That's my top tip. Yeah, still use the hashtag. Just because you don't call yourself the thing. Yeah. Think about what other people are calling themselves. Bring them yeah. all in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love our sneaky ways. Yeah, never stop wearing the bunny. Are you a bun bunnypreneur? Oh, maybe I should be. Hey, yeah. Okay, an I'm having that one. An entrepreneur. Umpre <laughs> yes, I've yes. done it. Entrepreneur. There you go. <laughs> I'm having that one. Take it. That's going definitely. on my LinkedIn this afternoon. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. <laughs> they're not in my good books to be honest today they've been oh, very naughty yesterday so bunnies. naughty bunnies oh very naughty I'm sad now. <laughs> they're, they're sucking up to me put it that way because oh, I told them they weren't going to get treats after one managed she managed to pick up a bowl of water that I'd just washed a bum in and chuck it everywhere <laughs> it was Yummy. Oh, and then no. looked at me like <laughs> look at my trick mummy yeah. you're like really in the midst of everything else now I have to yeah. pick that up all over my trainers thanks for that oh. but anyway <laughs> yeah. so this is the thing when you're freelance this is the other thing you're juggling is home life and yeah. animals that do things or children that do things and yeah I think a lot of people think of us as having all this freedom and flexibility and you know actually we're often juggling bowls of bum water and I've got a whippet that likes to roll in fox poo, so often I'm washing her neck halfway through the morning. Oh. Yummy. So, yeah, oh. it's not as uh, glamorous as everyone thinks it is, but at the same time, I do think we're very lucky. Yeah, well, it's, it, it was one thing I was going to ask you about, because mm. they're very good for your mental health, though, aren't they? I've found. They, yeah. The bunnies cheer me up. If I'm feeling really down, or like when I was grieving and stuff and upset, mm. they seem to sense it. Definitely. And if I that would be the one time Tiffin wouldn't try and scratch my face off. She'd just sit on me oh, <laughs> and let me on. cuddle her. <laughs> I should I should caveat in here that they are rescues, which is why they don't like people. They obviously didn't have a good time before we adopted them. Oh. Um, but yeah, this they, they just seem yeah. to sense it. And I think you know, yeah. we only need to look out the patio window and see Strudel's full fluffy face there begging for food. And we both just like, oh, just <laughs> I do. And actually, my Labrador in particular, I've got a Labrador and a Whippet. They're the same age, so they're quite the odd couple. Right. But if I'm, on, I'm sat on the armchair on my phone, and he'll come up and nudge my elbow. And I thought, well, if that's not telling me to get off my screen, I don't know what is. He's like, and so then I'll just lie down on the floor. And if you, if you do a downwards dog, he oh, goes yeah. underneath you. He <laughs> likes to go under. So sometimes I'll just be like, right, I'll put the phone down. I'll get on the rug, go into downwards dog, and just let him go underneath. And he gets a toy, and he goes, and I just think, well, this is great. This is like the best. Just messing about with a dog on a rug at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, you usually would not get that in office. Yeah, and then there's a the routine as well. You know, if you didn't get oh, up true. to feed them, let them out, mm. you know, look after them, and that kind of thing. You know, when I was a freelance years ago, yeah, sometimes I stay in bed at about eleven o'clock in the morning. I check my emails on my phone. If there's nothing happening, I might get into a bit of a slump. And and that could carry on. You know, you could really stay in that mindset. Whereas, yeah, I have to get up and walk them. Otherwise, yeah. they go crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, and there's things to do around their lives, you know, appointments and things, you know, if you've got to go to bed or whatever. So, yeah, they're good for routine. And, yeah, hugely, I think they can definitely tell when you're not feeling great. Yeah. Um, mm, get a pet, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they do also spend all my money. So I have had I have put a post out before now saying, I need feeding. Please pay Helen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. You can use them in your... Oh, yeah. Kind of the part of the brand as well, you know. People love that kind of thing. Going back to that thing you were saying about always just selling. Yeah, yeah. I love to see when you're just like, hello, bunnies. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just do a little video of Roger the Labrador going, Roger wants to say hello today. Yeah. You know, Why people not? like that, you know, be a person, not just a brand. There you go. Yes. <laughs> there we go. We're not we're not getting cheesy. No. No, a little. <laughs> no, a little. it's true though. It, yeah. it is really true. And one of my customers, like He'd had a call with two freelancers and, and, and then said, oh, well, and referred to me as that crazy bunny woman. <laughs> and he remembered me because of that. He'd forgot my name, but knew who I was. And right, let's get her on board. Yeah. You know, and it, it just, 
I don't know, it made something memorable for him and, and some kind of connection and mm. yeah. It made you human. Just, yeah. 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 And yeah. I'm all about that. Just be yourself. Be Definitely. Yourself. Yeah, I yeah. agree. No. So, so I think we've actually covered a lot of points that I was going to done well. Which is, done this, well. Is, this is a first. <laughs> this never happens. But what, what's been your biggest challenge then with your business so far? What what do you really either something something you've overcome or you know it could still be a big challenge for you? Oh, I'd probably say definitely this, uh, to repeat the selling. I know it's repeating it, but definitely, yeah. I never really thought about the idea that I'd have to to sell and promote the things I really wanted to do. And I love yeah. the coaching so much. The idea of being a saleswoman about it really conflicts with the values of the coaching side so that's been a real challenge to get through that and actually probably alongside that is mixing the two things so when I started my coach training I was so ready like you know when you get all excited because you're signing up to something new and I was like that's it I'm not going to be a journalist anymore I'm going to be a coach and I really wrestled with what I was basically was I coach Jenny was I journalist Jenny lots of people I was meeting in the coaching world were really interested in my journalist side because they wanted to talk about how you can get yourself in the press as a coach because obviously I often interviewed coaches so they're like how do I get some of that so I found that my two worlds were colliding while I was trying to bring them apart so that's been a huge challenge which I imagine quite a few people probably have if they're moving from a full-time role into building a freelance business perhaps because old you has to come along for the ride with new you but I didn't want old me to get in the car but I've had to let old me get in the car and actually things have started to progress. Now I've decided to bring my old self along. Yeah. Um, so that, that's been a real challenge, definitely. And I would say I feel like I'm overcoming it now by really mixing the two, by not resisting journalist yeah. Jenny and everything she did. Um, yeah, probably loneliness, actually. Pandemic, right. being at home. I moved from London to the Cotswolds in, during lockdown. It was always a plan. It wasn't a lockdown move decision. But... I, you know, deliberately moving yourself away from all of your best friends because I was near a lot of my friends in London. Um, seems really silly when I say it out loud. So it's been it's been challenging being in a new place and being self-employed and working from home, um, meeting new people in that way. That's that's been really that's been quite difficult actually, if I'm honest. But I feel like yeah. I'm getting there now. I saw someone this morning and she said, "Do you want to go for a coffee tomorrow?" And I was like, "I've got a friend. I've got a local friend." <laughs> yeah I must admit we we where we live now we've been here four years but we moved somewhere where we knew no one mm. but we were lucky that because we moved on a new build estate and we were the first phase mm. we had a Facebook group but still going and we all got oh. to know each other and I set up this Prosecco train where we started at my house Brilliant. with a bottle of Prosecco and went to all the neighbours all the women and we were supposed to end up at the pub well obviously we didn't get there because the amount of Prosecco we had by like the fifth house I <laughs> and we've got to know each other and you know we go to the pub with some of them still and things like that so yeah. and but it's only recently that I've started now to meet other people in my area as well and mm. like the Hannah who designed my book has just moved to Bradford so we oh. met up to go to the bookshop that stocks my book the other day because it's just oh, so lovely. And, stuff. and yeah it's just nice to, it was nice to get out and actually see someone in the flesh who I've yeah. I'd never actually spoke to her before oh no once I'd spoke to her once but all the rest was done via email and oh, stuff. So when you met up, that's so brilliant. Yeah. And that, you know, it was really nice to to just be able to do something like that. And yeah, I think it's yeah. really important. And I, I definitely think, you know, it might feel scary when someone says, Do you want to meet up? And you might think it's like dating. It's it like is. going on a date. It's not like dating, it's, it's friend dating. And it's like, yeah. yeah, it might not work out between you. You might have a really nice time in the bookshop, but actually decide you don't want to do it again. You stick yeah. to email after that, you know, or you might actually, you know, I had a coffee date with someone and then a couple of weeks later we had some wine together so we up upgraded to wine and you know you just have to see how it goes with people because not everyone is going to be your person but yeah. you've got to try and it, it's hard when you are then feeling lonely because then you're probably feeling self-conscious and that kind of thing but yeah, I can guarantee yeah. they're probably feeling the same way yeah mm. yeah no that's it, it is nice and it was also it was that rebellion of doing it on a Friday morning when I should have been working as well I was like oh yeah <laughs> I'm going for lunch with Hannah and going to a bookshop <laughs> benefit of freelancing it's like hey let's yeah. you know let's do yeah. something in the day because we can because we probably you were probably I mean you, you said you worked so many evenings writing your book yeah you earned a, a lunch off with somebody oh who, god yeah they might tell their network about everything you're doing you know yeah you never yeah. know what that might lead to it's 
exciting when you look at it that way. But yeah, the lonely, yeah. the lonely has got me at times. But that's when having the dogs has really helped because they've got me out of the house. I have bumped into people that I talk to on dog walks, for example. Um, so yeah, yeah, the lonely has. And I broke my ankle last summer walking one of the dogs. So that was that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, and I'm now here on crutches myself. Like, <laughs> yes, it's um, what it's not hell. easy when you're incapacitated. Yeah. So yeah, no. I feel I feel your your uh, yeah. pain there. Mm. Yeah, and where we were going into Howarth was Cobbled Street as well. So I was like, oh, Graham was like, oh, this is not going well. If you first venture out on the crutches on the cobbled road, oh, that's brave. A very steep cobbled road as well. So, oh, oh, oh. oh no, but, yeah. yeah, bring back too many bad memories. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all right, we're all right. I stayed upright. Excellent. Oh, well, gosh, we've been chatting for a while. So, what I will do is round us up, do the last oh, bit. So, got three quick firing questions to finish on. So the first is in the spirit of the freelance community being awesome as we've been talking about name a freelancer or self-employed person that our listeners should connect with or follow i would say shona chambers who runs the self-employed club um she does a really nice thing on instagram on a sunday the sunday social where you can share what you do tag yourself and then follow other people she also has a facebook mm. group she's a lovely person in i know her name mm. actually but I don't know where I'm connected to her then, right? Might be self-employed club. Yeah, it's worth checking yeah. out. Oh, have a look at that. And name a resource, whether it's a podcast, a book, community, whatever, that you have found really helpful. Oh, there's a few. So that's tricky. You can name a few, it's fine. <laughs> so I really enjoy ed goodman from freelance heroes yeah. does, i can't think of the name of it but he does the freelance heroes podcast but he also does one where he does it's kind of like a i don't know if it's meant to be like a bedtime story he does a different yeah. podcast and that's really lovely he's got such yeah. a nice calming voice it's definitely worth checking out um and even though i'm not a parent i interviewed frankie and steve from doing it for the kids yeah and their community is just amazing if you are you know a working freelance parent I urge you to follow and listen to doing it for the kids because they're just a breath of fresh air and they make you feel like they made me feel like more normal as a freelancer and I'm not a parent so you know imagine what they do for yeah. you if you're a parent as well well no I must admit I'd never listened to it because I'm not a parent and in, in one of the early episodes someone recommended them and said mm-hmm. oh listen anyway and I listened to an episode and oh I was laughing my head off at Frankie and her <laughs> husband and the, the the tales of war with the house alarm and leaving the keys in the door and it, I was just yeah, oh, she's just crackers it's brilliant oh there's another yeah. lady called Kat Bugard who puts posts on Instagram and she says really sort of quite dry funny things about freelancing and very good straight to the point tips I really like following her as well that, that is definitely a name I recognize I must be yeah. linked to her yeah oh fabulous yeah. So finally, I'll get you to pick a number and I will ask you one of the questions on my list. It could be nonsense, it could be sensible. Oh, what do the numbers go up to? So it's up to 23 now. Oh, I'm going to go number two. If you could be any superhero or have any superpower, what would you be? What would you have? <gasps> That's such a good question. I've never thought of that in a freelance capacity. I would be spreadsheet girl i hate spreadsheets i understand why they're useful yeah. I, I get i totally get it but the minute <laughs> someone says to me i'll send you the spreadsheet it's literally like my whole body goes Ugh. yeah me too i would like to be spreadsheet girl there you go i love I that you picked that even them. though you hate them <laughs> because i want to love them because i can see the point of them but i just find them like I just like Word documents. And this is another thing I say to yeah. Jeff, my partner. Oh, I'll just pop it all in a Word document. He's like, why would you not use a spreadsheet? And I'm like, oh, because they're like full of boxes and columns. And he showed me how they can add things up. And I was like, whoa. And he's like, this is basic stuff. These, yeah. these things can do amazing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'd be spreadsheet girl. There you go. Wow. I wasn't expecting myself to say that. I'm, no. a bit, I'm a bit weirded out by my own answer, but there you go. No, I, that's, yeah, that's inc- I was expecting like, oh, you know, maybe fly or something. It's spreadsheet girl. Sales I feel like I need lady. to design you a logo now. Yeah, spreadsheet girl. <laughs> Cactus chick. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> no, spreadsheet oh. girl, was, that's one of those questions that I feel like what comes to you. There's, yeah, go there's with something it. there, you know, it's 
everyone ask yourself the same question today that's what I yeah think. I don't know what Fear I'd do yeah, maybe I'd, I'd, I'd like the ability to talk to animals Ooh. all animals that'd be lovely nothing to do with the business except oh, I see. Being I able to the business. well no that was just the first thing well I didn't really decide whether it had to be or not but oh if it was anything else it would be does not does not um what's the word does not absorb calories woman oh <laughs> done yes yeah I mean I cake suppose woman. that's weird though because because yeah exactly cake <laughs> cake invisibility woman or something <laughs> I'd have to absorb some calories, otherwise I would have no food, no nutrition, wouldn't I? But yeah. You could put a, like a cloak on that just slimmed you back down or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, there you go. That's a dragon's den thing to invent. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> see how we go with that. Brilliant. I love Brilliant. those questions. Oh, well, yeah, that was definitely an unexpected answer, but I love it. <laughs> you go with your having spreadsheet, girl. Cool. So, um, do you want to tell us where people can find you and if there's anything that you want to promote or put out there to people? Cool. Yeah, so if anyone, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I am on Twitter. It's both at underscore, no, say that again. It's at freelance underscore feels. Um, but yeah, I do most on Instagram. Like I go on stories and when I'm on a dog walk and that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I do coaching individual and group. My next group coaching starts on February the 7th and it's called We Like Your Freelance Fire. So if anyone's interested to know more about that, it's all on the website, which is freelancefeels.com. Have a little look around. There's some blog posts on there, the podcasts on there, and the newsletters, freelancefeels.substack.com. Yeah, and Freelance Fire would be good for anyone that's feeling that January. Mm. Well, blamange, yeah. I was about to say, which yeah. is just a ridiculous <laughs> word, but I'm going with that as well. Yeah. The January blamange. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're feeling like you're not, you know you still want to be freelance, but you're feeling a bit rubbish about it. You want to set some goals, but you don't want to set like the mothers of all goals. That's who Freelance yeah. Fire is for. Yeah. No, that'd be great. I'm sure it'd be great. Brilliant course, that. Thank well, you. thank you very much. That's been, been awesome. A pleasure. It's been brilliant. Yeah, nice thank you, Helen. And best of luck with everything. I love what you're doing and your lovely <laughs> Instagram posts. So, yeah, keep doing it. It's working. <laughs> thank you. We, we you love too. seeing you on there. <laughs> well, I do live on there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fabulous. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and will come back for more. Please do leave a review on your platform of choice and hit subscribe to be notified when the next episodes are available. And sign up to the Last Rung newsletter over at fallingoffladder.com for more tips, inspiration and chats with those who have been there and tested the waters for you. If there's anyone in particular you'd like to hear on this podcast or topics discussed, do let me know and I'll see what I can do. Until next time, have a good week. <laughs>